You're listening to the Ministry 127 podcast, a ministry of Lancaster Baptist Church and Pastor Paul Chapel. Today's podcast is on encouraging your pastor's wife with Mrs. Rita Weaver. Mrs. Weaver and her husband Toby have been married nearly 40 years, and Mrs. Weaver has served as Dean of Women for West Coast Baptist College for the last eight years. On March the 30th, way back in 1793, the mission board met and set apart William Carey. Have you ever heard of his name? He's the father of modern missions, and another missionary. They were going to go into service abroad. They were going to go to India. Andrew Fuller was moderating that meeting, and he said on that occasion, there is a gold mine in in India, and he wasn't talking about the gold, you know, in our rings. There's a gold mine of souls. But it seems as deep as the center of the earth. I mean, those the Hindu... They have no hope of eternal life and just terrible. So he said, these missionaries are going to India. They're going into a gold mine. But it seems as deep as the center of the earth. William Carey stood and said this, I will venture down into that mine, that gold mine to dig. But remember, you must hold the ropes. He says, I'm willing to go down into that mine, but I need somebody to hold the ropes. Ladies. Let's determine that we will hold the ropes for our pastor's wife. The pressures on a pastor's wife are amazing. It's still a wonderful life, but it's a lot of pressure. A lot of the ladies of the church will come and dump on you and in hopes that you will get some, tell, uh, so that you as the pastor's wife will tell her husband and get something done. You know, she won't say it to him, she'll come to you. It's a hard life. But, and missionaries can't do it on their own. They've got to have prayer support. They've got to have financial support. And so William Carey says, I'm willing to go down into, the, into that gold mine and dig for the souls of men. But you, in this group, in this audience, he was saying, must hold the ropes. You must help me. Let's look at 1 Samuel 14, please. Verses 6 and 7. 1 Samuel 14, 6 and 7. And Jonathan said to the young man that bare his armor, Come. Let us go over into the garrison of these uncircumcised. It may be that the Lord will work for us, for there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few. And his armor-bearer said unto him, Do all that is in thine heart, turn thee. Behold, I am with thee. If you underline in your Bible, will you underline those words? I am with thee according to thy heart. Wouldn't it be great if you ladies who've chosen to come to this session could be an armor-bearer for your pastor's wife? That says, ma'am, sweet pastor's wife, old, young, little bitty, big, whatever, have little bitty kid, no matter what stage, I'll be right there with you. I will be with you according to thy heart. Will you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 24 and see what the Bible says. 2 Corinthians 1, 24. The Bible says, not for that we have dominion over your faith, We're not better than anybody else, but are helpers of your joy. If you underline in your Bible, I encourage you to underline that phrase, helpers of your joy, for by faith ye stand. Wouldn't you love to be a helper of your pastor's wife, Joy? I can think of some ladies who were helpers of my joy. They helped me greatly, and I'm going to share some of the ways that they were an encouragement to me and some suggestions for you to hopefully to be an encouragement to your pastor's wife. I am with thee. I'm with thee, pastor's wife. I'll help you. I'm going to be a helper of your joy. So, encouraging the pastor's wife. Number one, 
How can you be an encouragement to your pastor's wife? Be in your place. Be there. Be in every church service. Come to every activity. If there is a rock-throwing contest at the church, my mama used to say, we are going. And I tell the college girls here, we have a wonderful activities department here at West Coast. And they plan activities that are wonderful. And yet some of the girls or guys will want to go off and do their own thing. And I say, no. Uh, Even if it's a banquet, I don't want to go if I don't have a date. I say, go anyway with your girlfriends. Support the the people who have spent hours planning it, preparing for it. And, you know, so be there. You can be an encouragement to your pastor's wife by being in your place. Um, Center your life around the church. The church has so many activities, it's, it's crazy sometimes, uh, but that's fine. Center your life around the church. And if your, your pastor's wife will have a lot of things to doing with planning the things that go on at the church. So how can you encourage her by being there, being in your place? Never wondering. I wonder if Mrs. So-and-so will come. I hope she'll come. No, just always be in your place. And that will be an encouragement to your pastor's wife. Number two. Serve with the right motives. I hope you will serve your pastor's wife and want to be a blessing to her. But do it with the right motive. Serve your pastor's wife just to be a help and a blessing, not not just to get in good with her. But serve and help her just because you want to be a blessing. Serve with the right spirit, with the right motive. Number three, shield her from hurtful things and i don't really know exactly what i'm talking about here it could be unnecessary gossip she doesn't you don't she doesn't need to hear everything about that uh complaining when people complain now sometimes we want to know how we can make things better that's different than just complaining you know but shield her from hurtful things um and then i want to be very careful how i say this but but then i really want to tell you this um you may need to rescue her sometime from some people. Now, let me give you an instance. When I was a pastor's wife, we had a sweet lady, and I loved her. And she knows I loved her. She was very unkept. And, um, you know, she lived in a house where there was no air conditioning, and she had had all kind of medical problems, but she always wanted to tell me about it. And not just about, you know, I have one little problem. She wanted to tell me the whole thing. And, you know, I wanted to listen to her. Honestly, I did. I loved her. I gave her a hug every single time, even though I felt like after I gave her a hug, you know, may, I thought maybe I smelled funny, but I still gave her a hug anyway. But I, some ladies picked up on it, and I honestly couldn't get away from her without being rude, and I didn't want to. But there were some things I needed to care for, so some of these ladies would rescue me from her. And I, was, I say this in a good way. Yeah. And they would come and say, let me show you something. And then I'd take off, you know. But, uh, you know, you may need to shield her from and, and I say hurtful things in a, in a good way. I hope you understand that. Number four, back her decisions. Uh, be be her cheerleader. Um, oh, so important. What a blessing it is when um, when you say, as a pastor's wife, we're going to have this luncheon. Now, who can bring a meat dish? And it's so terrible when you look around. Will anybody raise their hand? You know, but be the one that volunteers. Yes, I will. That's that encourage back her decisions. Be her cheerleader. Be loyal. Be helpful. Uh, number five, don't dwell on the negative, but be reminded of the blessings and successes. Let me tell you this: no pastor's wife or any person, for that matter, is perfect. Are they? No, no pastor's wife is perfect. So don't dwell on the negative. We all have negatives. You dwell on the blessings and successes that your pastor's wife will have. 
dwell on that. Everybody has negatives about their life. We do too. You know, and when we become critical, that's so wrong. And if we ever point and say, you, we have three fingers pointing back at us. So let's don't dwell on the negative. There are negatives. There are negatives. I tell the girls all the time at the college, life is unfair. Life is tough, but that's life. So you just make the best of it. And so don't dwell on the negatives. Your pastor's wife, as every pastor's wife, will have negatives. And sometimes you may have to even look for them. But some the negatives are all over the place. Don't dwell on them. She's your pastor's wife. Dwell, be reminded of the blessings and the successes. Number six, love your pastor's wife. And some people may say, well, I love everybody. I'm a Christian. I love everybody. Well, you know what? Love is a feeling. And so you really can't. You really need to have actions to back it to show that you love her. Okay? What actions can we do to demonstrate to our pastor's wife that we love her? Love her and show her that you do. Let me see if this lady's in here. I don't think she is. Um, a father-in-law came up to me last night, and he says, My daughter-in-law just recently had a heartache. Mrs. Weaver, can you just find her? Hey, Beatrice, I just saw you. Can you find my daughter-in-law and just give her a hug? She needs it right now because the heartache is eating her from within. And... um I, I found her today, and the Lord let me run, run across her path and to give her a hug and just tell her that I loved her. Now, she knows I love her because she was a college student here at one time, but I got an opportunity to give her a hug and to say, I'm praying for you, and I love you. Well, how can you show your pastor's wife that you do love her? I think the Lord can help you know how to do that. Number seven, pray for her and her children. When I was a pastor's wife, this meant the most to me than anything. It means the more to me now as a dean of women. I have several girls who text me every morning, Mrs. Weaver, I just now prayed for you. That means the world. I love gifts and candy bars and different things. But I love the fact that they tell me they pray for me. I've gotten oodles of texts this summer while we're out on the road praying for you today, Miss Weaver. That means the world. And pray for your pastor's wife. Pray for her children. While my husband was pastor in Berea and our oldest son, Todd, was away from the Lord big time. We were one of those that Pastor mentioned today. We tried our best to raise him for the Lord, but he chose his own way for three long years. But the church members in our church, I had a lady Sunday school class. I didn't hide it from them. I told them. And it was so wonderful because they prayed for Todd. They honestly prayed him back to the Lord. They, he listened to them before he would even listen to his mama who loved him more than anybody in the whole world. But you know how sometimes they won't listen to you? They'll listen to somebody else. So you pray for your pastor's wife. And you pray for your pastor's children. It means the world. That's how you can be an encouragement. And then tell them periodically in a note. I love notes because you can reread them, you know. That's why I love letters. We don't do love letters anymore, I guess, because these kids, they sit together in class. Sit together in class. And as they're walking to the next class, they're texting each other. I mean, you know. But you can't save a text. But, you know, I, I have letters that my husband wrote me while we were dating. I love it because you can reread them. But uh, pray for your, your pastor's wife and her children and tell, tell her that you're praying. Number eight, get to know her. 
Now, this could be in the bigger churches. Uh, get to know her. I tell the college girls here, with this big ministry here, and I tell the college girls, you know, Pastor Chapel and Mrs. Chapel cannot come up to you all the time and say, hey, how are you doing? You know, what's your name? I want to get to know you. Because it's such a big ministry. So I tell the girls, it takes 15 seconds. They'll stand around at the after the services as long as anybody's there. And I, I encourage them to go up and say, my name is uh, Susie Q from Alabama, and I'm so glad to be here. And then I say, do it, you know. And you don't have to say anything else, but you make the initiative to get to know your pastor's wife. Uh, you'll get to know her, of course, in your smaller churches. Now, let me warn you, don't smother her, though, and expect, expect her to choose you as her special friend. Get to know her, but don't smother her and just expect her that, to just have a one-person friend. You're the one person. You just be a, a blessing by getting to know her. Number nine, send her cards and notes of encouragement. There again, you can reread them. And then don't just say this. Thanks for all you do. That's so generic. <laughs> you know, we, we go to different people's houses. We stay in different people's houses every night, either that or in a hotel. It's about half and half. And so when we stay in someone's house, well, every night when we have it at a church, we go to church every night. That's a lot of religion, by the way. But anyway, uh, on tour, we do this. Uh, we write, every tour member writes the pastor a card. And I tell them, don't just say, thanks for having us. I enjoyed being in your church. I say, tell them something specific that was a blessing about your church. So to your pastor's wife, I love it the way you dress your little girls in sweet little girl clothes. Oh, your boys are so handsome. and You keep yourself so nice. I mean, be specific. Thank you for smiling. You know, be specific instead of just saying, thanks for all you do. Because then you wonder, what did I do? I don't know what I did. (laughs) So be specific. Okay. Uh, Number 10, remember birthdays and anniversaries. I asked several pastor's wives some of these as I've gone across the country this, uh, the last two months we've been on the road. Um, And one one of my sisters said this, Lisa, who pastors actually a large church. She said, um, it's just so special. She said, one of the ladies of the church decided that every time I had a birthday, the teenage girl, she would get the teenage girls together and they would do something for me. She said, they didn't have to do that. But she said, that just means so much. But do something special. A lot of times the church will recognize the pastor's birthday and the pastor's anniversary. Well, the anniversary, you would be a couple on that. But remember her birthday and uh, anniversaries. You know what? Let me tell you this. Gift cards are always nice because you can use them and buy them whenever you want to or whenever you can or whatever you really need. But that's just a suggestion. I loved and appreciated everything that people give me. And I've given so much, it's crazy. But a, a gift card is nice because you can go when you want to and get what you really need, okay? Number 11, be sensitive to her family. Be sensitive to her family. For her family time, I'm sorry. She's got to spend time with her family. And our pastor models this. He's wonderful at this big ministry, but he is family-oriented. And it's such a good thing for the preacher boys around here to see this. Of course, the ministry is demanding. You're going to spend a lot of time with the ministry. But I tell you what, you have family time and you be sensitive to your pastor's wife's family time. Don't ever say she spends too much time with her family. Isn't that crazy to say that? Don't ever say that. Hello. Hello, yeah. (laughs) Number 12, be responsive in times of illness or needs. Be responsive. I, I wasn't anything. I was a dean's wife at one big church where we worked for 13 years. But one time, Mrs. Elaine Colston, when I was sick, 
sent over to our house a pot of potato soup. I still remember that to this day. She's the busiest lady in the whole wide world. But she, and she she brought it in a container that I didn't have to return to her. It was so wonderful. But be responsive in times of illness or needs of your pastor's wives. What a blessing and encouragement you can be uh, to your pastor's wife. Thirteen, if she mentions something she likes, get it for her. Now, Mrs. Terry Chapel loves Diet Coke. And we have a lady in our ministry here, Mrs. Sharon Coates. I guess in all these years she's been here at this church, she's been here probably 25 years. I don't know how many hundreds and thousands of Diet Cokes Sharon Coates has bought. But she'll always bring Mrs. Chapel a Diet Coke. You know what that says? I'm thinking of you. I know what you like. I'm going to bring you what you want. Isn't that amazing? You know, I like Hershey with almonds. And I've been given so many Hershey with almonds, it's, it's a wonder I'm not huge. But... um because I eat lots of them. But it's just when you're thought, when you've ever expressed something that you like and somebody gives it. But you can be an encouragement to your pastor's wife like that. If she ever mentions something that she likes, you know, she's not going to say, I love fur coats, you know, because none of us can afford a fur coat, you know. But if she ever mentions any little thing, then you make a mental note, whew, I want to be an encouragement to her. I'll just slip that to her here and there. You can be an encouragement. Number 14. Offer free childcare. Now, this is close to my heart because um, our youngest son, Joey, and his wife, Andrea, were in El Salvador for three years. But they have a special needs little girl. She's almost five, and she can't walk or talk, and she may never. I don't know. But they had to come off the mission field. He is now pastoring in Michigan. So she's very busy. They had three babies, one, two, three, bang, bang, bang. And now she's pregnant with another one. Wasn't planned, but... Here, here he comes. No, here she comes. And so anyway, they have four, they almost have four, but they have three little ones. And at this church where they've just taken a pastorate, there's already been one teenage girl and another lady in the church that said, Andrea, let me watch the children this afternoon because I know Joey's going to go visit people. And she has loved it because, you know, she's got these three little ones and she's got to watch them and she loves to watch them. She's a great mother. But I'm just saying you can be a blessing to your pastor's wife by offering free child care. And I'm not talking about every day, of course, hello. I'm talking about periodically just to be a blessing if they have small children. Okay, number 15. Pay for her to have a manicure or pedicure. Huh. I've had the college girls do that for me three or four times in the years we've been here. I would never go do that myself just because I'm just a penny pincher. And it's not a sin against doing it. I just, you know, I can paint my own nails. But but three or four times some college girls, dorm floors, have given me a, a certificate. They've already paid for it, so i got to go use it to get a manicure and pair. I feel like the Queen of Sheba sitting there, you know. <laughs> but, you know, why don't you do that sometime for your pastor's wife? Well, it, you know, she may already do it, and that's fine, but most pastor's wives don't. And it's not because it's, uh, it's, you know, it's just an extra nice thing. Anyway, I thought I'd throw that in. Number 16, give her a gift of thank you notes. Pastor's wives write a lot of thank you notes. So when you see a package of thank you notes on sale, I mean, that's a great gift. And that can encourage your pastor's wife. Um, I had several pastor's wives mention that one to me. Then, 17, when she has company, bring a homemade dessert. And I don't go by the Walmart and buy a already pie that's baked. I mean, make something. You know, I had lots of company. I didn't have near like Mrs. Chapel because our church wasn't that big. But every Sunday, we tried to have at least 10 people at our house for lunch. I cooked the same meal every cotton picking Sunday, every meal. Every Sunday, we had roast in a crock pot with the mashed potatoes and the carrots and the green beans. And I made homemade yeast rolls, and we always had chocolate cake 
and brownies or chocolate cake and ice cream. I'm, I'm sorry. And I had the same meal. But it was so refreshing when some of the ladies would say, hey, I just brought this dessert so that you can have a choice of desserts. They always knew I already had everything planned. But I, I just thought that was nice. When you know she's having company, don't say, you want me to bring something over? Because then she feels funny saying, yeah, yeah, will, will, will you? Just say, oh, I'm bringing this over, you know? And it's always nice to have two choices of desserts, right, when you're having company? I mean, I think that's a great way to be a, an encouragement to your pastor's wife. It surely did encourage me when I was a pastor's wife. Number 18. Be understanding. Be understanding. Your pastor's wife is just like you. <laughs> she has ups and downs. Mm-hmm. She's not perfect. She has struggles. She's special, but she's just like us. So you be understanding. Don't pick her apart. Be understanding. And you can be an encouragement to your pastor's wife if you will do that. Number 19, don't expect her children to be perfect. Because, see, they're the pastor's kids, and they play with your kids, the deacon's kids, and that's what's wrong with them. That, that's a joke, of course. But isn't that funny how we expect the pastor's kids to be the perfect? And, you know, they should be. And I used to tell Todd and Joy, you know, come on, guys. You know, and then when we were at another ministry, you know, people are watching you. And I, 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 I regret ever saying that because they should behave, and I should behave whether someone's watching or not. But the point being this, don't you expect your pastor's kids to be perfect because you know what? They're not going to be because they're just like your kids. And they're just like you and me. But you can be an encouragement. Now, if they're doing something wrong, you need to correct them. You don't have to correct them or go tell them if they're doing something really bad. But don't expect them to be perfect. Okay? Then number 20, be a servant. Be a servant. The, around here, one of our themes is servant leadership. And just the fact that you came into this class when there are others being offered, you want to be a servant. You want to be a blessing to your pastor's wife. And I take my hat off to you for that. You know, there's always a lot of people who want to help set up. But you notice how many people are, are there when it's time to clean up? <laughs> Why don't you be a servant and hang around and clean up? Because the pastor's wife got to stay there till it's all done. But be a servant. In our church... I had a lady, uh, her name was Myrna Luce, and I told her, I called her, I said, Miss Myrna, about one thirty, two o'clock, I hope your ears are burning because I'm going to tell the ladies what a special blessing you were to me. She was a widow, so therefore she would have to eat her Sunday lunch by herself every Sunday. So I just said, Miss Myrna, you know I have the same meal, and you see where everything is in my kitchen, so can you help me every Sunday? So while I was saying, you know, goodbye to everybody at the church with my husband standing in line where everybody comes through, she'd go over to the house. We lived on the church property. She'd unlock the door and get everything set up, and she would serve the meal. And then while she's bringing the dessert in, we're all talking to these people, and she's cleaning up in the kitchen. She was a blessing to me. She was a servant. I wonder if you could do something like that. Now, if you have five kids, don't say, Pastor's wife, I want to come over and help you every Sunday. <laughs> I know I've got these five kids of my own, but I'll, you know, no, no. But there's some way that you can be a servant to your pastor's wife. And if you pray and ask the Lord to show you what it is, I think he'll show you. But Myrna Luce was such a blessing to me and just a servant. Number 21, don't be a flirt to your pastor. When a church leader has a moral failure, in all these 41 years that I've been married, there have been a few who have gone out and done something wacky with a prostitute or whore, but most of them mess up with a lady in the church. Someone who got too friendly. Don't you flirt with your pastor. Don't ever, I tell the college girls, please, girls, act around my husband the way you want someday a young 
college-age girl to act around your husband. Don't you be a flirt. Don't be a flirt to your pastor. Don't ever cause your pastor's wife to be concerned as to how you're talking to her husband. And you know what, ladies? If you'll be this way and, and not be this way, you'll be a, an encouragement to your, to your pastor's wife. Number 22, be appropriate with compliments to your pastor. Um, you know, when you're a leader, like, for instance, my husband is a leader here at the college, the dean of students, a lot of young ladies will write notes. I love the girls who write a note and say, Dear Brother Weaver and Mrs. Weaver, and they compliment him about something, that you throw in something about me, and they give the note to me. And then I show my husband. Be, be appropriate with your compliments compliments to your pastor and how you do that because like i say the moral failures that i've heard about most of them in churches are from someone within the church someone's not being careful and so let's be an encouragement to our pastor's wife by not flirting with our pastor and being appropriate in our compliments okay then number 20 23 you have to add these i've found two more don't be high maintenance I hope your pastor's wife would never think you're high maintenance. Uh, oh, I've got to really work on this lady because she gets her feelings hurt all the time. Don't be that way, ladies. You've come into this session, chosen this. You want to be a, an encouragement to your pastor, so don't, pastor's wife, don't be high maintenance. Number 24, be a blessing to your pastor's wife's children. I want you to write a verse down, 1 Timothy 5.17. 1 Timothy 5.17 where the Bible talks about those who labor in the, in the word are worthy of double honor. And um, it's a, it's, I had two or three pastor's wives tell me this um, as I was asking these questions on tour this summer. But it's such a blessing when, the, when the, um, the church, some of the church members remember my kids at different times. And so that's just the one way you can be a blessing. Now, what can you do to make your pastor's wife a happy, joyful lady? Just ask, ask the Lord. I think he'll show you. My mother made being a church leader's wife appealing. And we, we want more of our young ladies in the church to want to be a church leader's wife. I began this lecture after we had prayer with the illustration about William Carey. We're going to end here. And I want to ask you. If your pastor's wife is willing to go into the gold mine, you go down into a mine, there are depths. When you find gold, there's heights. But when she goes down in there, this is figuratively speaking, don't forget, we must hold the rope. And we've listed 24 ways. Would you ask the Lord to help you to be an encouragement to your pastor's wife? Thank you for listening to the Ministry 127 podcast. Today's lesson was on encouraging your pastor's wife with Mrs. Rita Weaver.